My name is A.B. Ridgeway. I'm the host of Financial Advisor. Say the darndest things in my mom's favorite Christian financial advisor. And today we're going to talk about how to set your financial priorities and how do you allocate your resources accordingly. In this episode, we're going to describe financial priorities as far as savings for retirement and also personal priorities when it comes to preparing your family for financial success. I think the first thing that we need to talk about are financial priorities. This is the structure on which you're going to build your retirement plan. I have an ebook called The Four Pillars of Christian Investing, and the very first pillar is debt management. Before you can even think about investing with stocks or mutual funds or ETFs or index funds, you have to take care of your debt and establish debt management strategies. Now, debt management is going to be priority number what? Number one. As we discussed in prior episodes, your mortgage is going to be one of the biggest purchases you'll ever make in your life. And it's just so happened to be one of the biggest wealth trainers that we have in our society today. Some people really don't understand how long 30 years really is. I'm a father of four and I have a child who's 13 and going to be 14. Imagine I get a mortgage the day that she is born and I still wouldn't be halfway done paying down the mortgage at this point. As a matter of fact, she would probably be 30 years old, married with two kids of her own by the time that I pay off the loan that I acquired at her birth. So as we discussed in prior episodes, there are ways that you can actually pay down this debt with little to no extra money. If you want to learn those techniques, you can always listen to the episode number 183, how Christians can pay off the mortgage faster with little to no extra money. I need to work on my titles, I know. <laughs> but in that episode, we talk about the importance of buying weekly payments and how you can knock off years of interest payments off of your mortgage just with a few financial planning adjustments. Now, the second priority is going to be things like consumer debt. That is to say your credit cards. In another episode, I alluded to the snowball technique and the avalanche technique as ways you can pay down your credit card debt. If you want to have an episode around credit card debt and how to actually pay that down, please leave a comment below. Now, as we move on, we need to talk about savings. Over the course of the past three or four episodes, we've been talking about how to distinguish between discretionary and non-discretionary expenses. We found our savings rates. We talked about an emergency fund. We talked about the sunken fund. We talked about all these different ways that you can have short-term funds available in case of emergencies or if something comes up. This is one form of savings. This savings is to ensure that the lifestyle that you're living today can be maintained throughout the year. The third priority is going to be investing. After you manage your debt, after you've learned how to save, you set your goals, you have a comfortable and affordable lifestyle. Now you need to learn how to increase your profit by investing the leftovers. Investing can take many forms. You can invest into your retirement account at work, whether it's a 401k or a 403b. You can invest into an individual retirement account, something you can open up at a brokerage account like ours, or you can open up just a regular brokerage account. At the moment, we're not going to go over all the different investment account types because that can get a little bit overwhelming, especially for new investors. But we do have to understand there is a difference between asset allocation and asset location. Many times when we talk about investing, we talk about asset allocation, how many stocks we have, how many bonds we have, but rarely do we talk about asset location, your traditional IRAs, your Roth IRAs, your Roth 401ks and 403bs and 
pension plans and fixed annuities and life insurance. There's a lot of different places and locations that you can actually put your assets in and they're going to grow differently and they're going to protect your family in different ways. Now, the final financial priority is wealth transfers, meaning how are you going to take the assets that you've accumulated over your lifetime and pass them to your family members? And that takes estate planning. That takes creating a will, updating your beneficiaries and making sure that the accounts are titled properly so that those who are going to inherit the money get the money because if the accounts were not titled properly, well, that's going to the estate and is going to be divided equally amongst the closest living relatives. And that may not be the way that you want to divide up your estate. No one wants to go to probate court and have to fight for the assets that their parents said they were going to inherit. So let me just give a quick little summary right here on the financial priorities. One, we're going to handle debt management. Two, we're going to establish the savings. Three, we're going to learn about investing the extra money. Then four, we're going to learn how to transfer that money to our beneficiaries. These are going to be your four financial priorities when you're trying to create a financial plan. So when you're creating your financial plan, I want you to think in these terms, debt management, savings, investing, and wealth transfer in that order. You don't want to start thinking about investing before you start thinking about your savings, before you start thinking about your debt management. Now, the only thing that you can put in the forefront of all that is the wealth transfers. I've gone back and forth with a lot of different financial advisors about if the wealth transfer planning part should be at the end of a financial plan or should it be at the beginning? And I think I'm kind of split between the two schools of thought. When you do the wealth planning up front, it really does help you understand where you are now and how you can build off of that. And the reason is, is because when you're creating your retirement plan, you need to identify where your bank accounts are. You need to identify how much debt you have. You need to identify who is on the mortgage and who's not, um, who's on the auto loans. So I think establishing your estate plan can be very beneficial. We call it the data collecting process. It's usually the longest process in actually establishing your financial plan. So I think establishing your estate plan can be very beneficial. But then also, you're not really going to understand who needs to get what until you get a grasp on all of your finances. So if I was forced to make a decision, I think you should do kind of like a semi wealth transfer plan in the beginning and then finalize it at the end. So you may write down Susie's going to get X amount. Johnny's going to get X amount. And then once all your finances are in order, you can reorganize things, finalize them, talk to an estate planning attorney and get those in writing. So the answer to the second part of our question, we're going to talk about personal allocation. So we're going to talk about how do we allocate our resources accordingly? This is going to be heavily determined by the type of goals that we have. So if our goal is to fund our children's college tuition, then a 529 plan would probably be a great option to consider because there are some things in 2024 that make it very attractive. Prior to this and prior to the new changes, if you put money into a 529 plan, you have to use the money for qualifying school expenses like tuition. And if you didn't use the money, it was like use it or lose it or pay the taxes once you take it out. And some of the new changes, you can actually convert some of the unused portion into a Roth IRA for the child. I think that is an excellent option. I think every parent out there needs to look into a 529 plan because even if that child doesn't go to school, you save 10, 15, 20 years for that tuition. And it's like, okay, it's time to go to college. And the kid doesn't want to go. 
Well, you could just convert that account into a Roth IRA and they can use that money for whatever they want to, whether it's a trade school, whether they want to get a certification or designation or whatever it may be. And if all else fails, you have at least taught them how to prepare for retirement. But as far as personal allocation of resources, I think we need to think about the greatest good. What is the greatest good that I can do with the assets that I have where I could put them to use? that I can become the person that I truly want to be. Now you need to understand that your finances is a reflection of who you are and what you believe in. There's an old joke in the financial world. You don't have to tell me who you love. Show me your checkbook and I'll tell you what you love because money follows our passions. We're going to use our resources to actually fund the things we love. That's why I think it's very important that we set our first intentions on God and then umbrella those intentions out to other things. If you have children, their care may be your priority. If you're an empty nester, your grandchildren may be your priority. Maybe funding that sports goal or that club ball or travel expenses. As a financial advisor, my job is to make sure that the client is living the best possible life and that we place those resources and grow those resources in such a way that they can continue that lifestyle comfortably. Now, I made the comment earlier about living a lifestyle that is comfortable, but also affordable. Meaning, how long can you live like this without introducing feelings of worry, feelings of anxiety, feelings of jealousy or envy? These negative emotions can wreak havoc on the financial plan. That's why it's important to have a financial plan in the first place. Because when you're focused and when your priorities are set and you're creating wealth for the next generation, you're not worried about who's making an extra two or three percent, right? Who cares? Who cares what the stock market is doing? Because your goal is to make sure your kid gets to college. If your kid gets to college, mission accomplished. Your goal is to make sure that when you retire, you can take an income of $30,000 a year. Mission accomplished, right? That is where you're going to find your success. And you're not going to find your success in a number on a sheet of paper. I tell my clients all the time, if you want to be a billionaire, just go to Microsoft Word, put your name at the top, say bank of me, and then write a statement with one comma zero 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 comma zero 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 comma zero zero zero. And you'll be a billionaire right there on paper like everyone else. Wealth is not supposed to be a piece of paper. That's what statements are. Just a piece of paper with some numbers on it. But this statement is supposed to be a reminder of the wealth that you have accumulated, the resources that you have, so you can use those resources to create the life you want to live. And you have to create it with intention. So when you're focused on your priorities, you're more likely to accomplish them. That's why you have all these books like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. They want to constantly remind you morning, noon and night of why you're here. And that's what God wants us to do as well. That's what prayer is about. Prayer is a reminder to be righteous. It reminds us of God's grace. It reminds us of God's love for us. And most of us need to be reminded of our why. Why are we here? Why are we saving? And most of us, Christian investors who are good stewards, is to serve, to serve others. And by us accumulating resources, we can give it to those we love. It says in Romans chapter 12, verse two, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. Creating a financial plan is your test 
And that is how God is going to figure out if you're going to be conformed by the world, trying to figure out what they want you to buy, or are you going to renew your mind and get tested through your discernment and take the time to figure out what is the will of God and what is good, what is acceptable, and what is perfect. As a certified private wealth advisor professional with over a decade of experience, I've helped Christians just like you create plans and priorities for the allocation of their assets, whether it's a retirement account, a 401k, they're moving over to their IRA or changing jobs or retiring. But one thing I've learned is that we can't do anything without a plan because you know the saying, when you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So be sure to like, comment and share, subscribe to the podcast because on the next episode, we're going to talk about your spending habits and your attitudes. And this is where we're going to get a little bit more spiritual in our analysis and our financial plan. So today we talked about debt management. We talked about savings accounts, establishing that emergency fund. We talked about the investment account and making sure that we're putting our money to work. We talked about the wealth transfers and should we do estate planning before or after our plan? And we came to the conclusion that maybe we should do it on both sides of the plan. And then we also talked about setting your personal priorities and where we should put our assets and where we should put our focus. And then we talked about setting your personal priorities and where we should put our assets and where we should put our focus and where we should put our intentions. Well, I guess that kind of falls perfectly because on this next episode, we're going to talk about how you approach your assets and how you feel while you're investing. How you feel about your investments is just as important as how much you make. It's no fun to make 5, 10, 20% and you're worried every single night. It's better to make 4 or 9% and be able to sleep and rest and to enjoy your family. So we're going to teach you how to organize all of your accounts. That way you can lean heavily on the Bible and all of his spiritual guidance on this aspect. But as I said, we'll talk about that on the next episode. Well, that is it for me. My name is A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on his website and through other distribution channels. Elijah Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management client pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnest Team podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.